This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू द टू एपिसोड ऑफ एन एल हफ्ता फ्रॉम वन ऑफ द क्वाइटेस्ट डेलीज आई हैव एवर इनकाउंटर्ड इन माय लाइफ इन राधर ग्रिम सर्कमस्टांसिस वी आर इन ऑफिस हाउ मोस्ट ऑफ द ऑफिस इज वर्किंग फ्रॉम होम वी हैव फ्यू रिपोर्टर्स ऑन द ग्राउंड ओनली इफ दे मस्ट गो वी विल कम ऑन वंस अ वीक टू रिकॉर्ड कपल ऑफ पॉडकास्ट एंड आर बुलेटिन बट अदरवाइज वी हैव ऑल्सो रिड्यूस्ड much of our work so some of our other podcasts that you've been hearing in case the audio quality is slightly compromised it's because those ones are recorded at home but this one isn't and our panel is here in person uh, let me introduce you to the in-house panel first manisha hi how are you doing hi i'm good meraj hello hi all well no sneezing sniffing cough gaman <laughs> sir hi all no good sir. with you yeah uh, we could all be asymptomatic also so yeah. asymptomatic and joining us online is rukmani s lal just introduce rukmani before She decides to tell us what the mysterious S is for. She is a prominent data journalist. She's worked for the Times of India in Mumbai and Delhi. She was the first data editor of an Indian news publication at the Hindu. So you are the pioneer of the whole data revolution, data journalism as a thing. You were the first thing. Ha huh, Rukmani? <laughs> I feel like pioneer is a way to make people sound old, so I am going to reject that immediately. Pioneer, <laughs> veteran, all of that rejected immediately. <laughs> okay. Well, she, you were the Huffington Post's editor for data and innovation. You work independently. You write for Mint, the Print, Economic Times, and several other publications. You live in Chennai with your husband and two children. So, Rukmani, um, before we get into the headlines of the most of them are related to Corona, you've recently written a piece. Let me just pull it out here. Thirty thousand. Uh, we could possibly be facing thirty thousand Corona-related deaths by summer. That's India, not the world. Is that right? Have I got that right? Right, so I have not predicted it. Um, what I'm saying is that by the current rate of growth of cases and in line with uh, the trajectories of other countries, this could be the direction that we are headed in. There's predictive modeling done by, uh, you know, biostatisticians that uh, shows similar pathways. So yes, without uh, significant intervention, this could be the direction we are headed in. Even with significant intervention, there will be, you know, not an ending but a reduction. and and i'm hoping in the next couple of days you know similar statisticians are going to be able to come up with some models for what they expect the impact of our current 21 day lockdown is going to be right so uh, you've written this piece in the print and it has a really good graph which shows the contrast between italy and south korea where at one point right. which is the march 4th south korea had 532 a 5328 cases that's 500 5328 Italy had just 2502 and within a week of that Italy had overtaken South Korea and South Korea's curve had become flat now we'll come back to right. you and you can just tell us that what exactly did South Korea do specifically that Italy didn't before that I have a couple of headlines that I'd like to go over and then we'll come back to the discussion as you can imagine most of them are based around coronavirus or covid-19 which is this particular strain of the coronavirus The India case has cases have risen to eight six eighty one while we are recording this, and the death toll is thirteen. Yeah, the latest one was in Kashmir, sixty five yeah. year old man in Kashmir. So um, the sixty five year old man that's first death in Kashmir. There's a total lockdown of twenty one days. ICMR has allowed twelve private labs to conduct tests. They have fifteen thousand collection centers. I believe that in the west there may be possibilities of actually home kits being delivered. Mm. Then Pune based. 
my lab becomes the first indian company to get the test kits validated and coronavirus shuts down the long running shaheen bag protest also uh, importantly the olympics have been now it's confirmed that they will be postponed because several countries said that we will not be participating madhya pradesh political developments did not stop they did not allow corona to get in the way of either the celebrations or the swearing in or the laddu batna outside shivraj chauhan's i don't know the house or office And i mean ramlalla idol yes placement in and the first mm-hmm. day of the naomi yogi ji placed the ramlalla that also happened of course it didn't happen with as much of a tamasha as the madhya pradesh but i was just wondering how prime minister modi gives that speech one day and the next day this is happening in his state so yeah that's a bit strange today we are in the fifth day of the lockdown no second no, no, day officially second. Officially. I mean, we we've been in a bit of a lockdown, but officially it was Sunday the was the Janta day. curfew. Yeah, right. Ah, uh, so so one day rest. I think Tuesday Modi announced. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. we had gone into work uh, from home yeah, two weeks we ago. Were, we okay, were, that's yeah. also because Delhi announced the lockdown earlier. The I think curfew, today is the third, uh, second day. Okay, f- but but yeah, but yeah, yesterday was the first. We guys day. have been working from home for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seems like a very so, long time. Uh, actually, this is another thing that I'd want to you know all the people here to weigh in on that. to what extent should journalists actually endanger themselves and expose themselves to the virus so what how far is too far how much public service is too much public service mm. then online grocery firms begin making home deliveries to ensure the availability of essential foods spain has surpassed china in the coronavirus deaths and uh, there was panic buying when prime minister modi did that 21 day announcement a few days ago mm. and, and omar and omar abdullah has been released from detention and he i think tweeted out saying that after getting released by 296 days i mean of course he was being funny which was nice that he has a sense of humor that 21 day lockdown after being locked down for whatever 296 days so let's uh, come back to uh, rukmani first uh, but before rukmani tells us about how korea managed that i have an appeal do pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served if you would have seen the e papers of many publications you would have seen that there's just a couple of government ads and pepsodent for some reason thinks that people want to brush their teeth when they're home a lot so they, they had an ad they have to but the tv <laughs> no tv choice. channels have got so i mean their ads have not well i'm i'm sure they're just exhausting the old but the private sector will not have money money for ads in the next year mm-hmm. the government will have i hope they spend that money instead of ads they spend it on social services and mm-hmm. and the social sector but pay to keep news free go to newslaundry.com click on subscribe because when the public pays the public is served and thousands of you contribute to making sure we stay afloat i hope that support will not wilt during the coronavirus days because we know we need an active news media more than ever rukmani coming to you now tell us what they did right what they did wrong and these models that are created they take into account the age demographic the healthcare system in the country etc right right so starting with the south korean example um it seems that there are two things at least that they did that worked one was really widespread and aggressive testing including uh, drive by testing you could literally you know stall your car by the side of the road and there were 10 minute tests that they were able to do so uh, the rate of testing you know fast surpasses most countries globally and even in the midst of this crisis they were able to start exporting uh, testing kits that's that's how uh, you know strong and aggressive their production and their uh, use of testing has been the second is of course you know i mean it's 
everybody is saying social distancing to the point that you start wondering if it really even means anything but it really did it really was a key part of their strategy and it really seems like they did it early did it well and it did work i have to say that it's not clear that there is any one thing that one country can do and that will ensure that this doesn't happen you know some you know two countries may do the same thing but there are still differences you know italy's fatality rates for example uh don't compute necessarily with the state of its healthcare compared to other european countries so i will say that there's a lot of evolving wisdom around this and we know some of the things that we definitely should be doing more testing and um, social distancing but uh, i don't think anyone feels very confident of saying that this will this one thing will do it i see so um also i think w- what makes a difference is korea has a smaller and way controlled population than india and after the kind of images that we saw of the border between telangana and what is telangana and uh, it was the simandra and telangana border or it was uh, the chaos yeah that chaos yeah. so you know when the borders were sealed and and then there was of course chaos at parts of delhi mm-hmm. with people wanting to buy railway stuff railway stations in mumbai and pune all over the country so really. yeah i mean i i don't know if those things are factored into models but i'm guessing yeah. wh- wh- what do you call this countries that don't have the discipline that that maybe korea and japan does what do you call that factor in modeling like the chaos <laughs> factor or the, the desi jungle factor what how do you phrase that i think it's usually state capacity but um i don't know if there's a word for um, public capacity you i you know i was reading something by the doctor by the surgeon uh, atul gavande who was writing in uh, in the new yorker and he was writing about how uh, in singapore doctors even treating uh, coronavirus patients aren't necessarily required to sorry doctors in hospitals aren't necessarily required to wear n95 masks they've sort of isolated where specific equipment needs to be used and similarly even in workplaces if someone tests positive they don't just seal off the entire place because they sort of expect that people will be able to understand how much contact they had and then the steps they need to take and then they'll follow follow home and self quarantining seriously so so yeah it, it is a bit of an immeasurable right the the ability of the public to respond and i think when you're not able to measure it you do the sort of thing that we've done that you know i'm not sure we can trust the public with information so so let's do this 21 curfew I, i'm not saying i endorse it but i think i think this was the thinking behind it okay so before you know i'd like the panel to weigh in on this let's start off with the curfew raman said you think the 21 day lockdown is something that you are okay with or not okay with see in as a uh, governance decision no i think uh, all over world if you see 42 countries have gone into lockdown you know in some way and uh, i think uh, about uh, 10 12 countries have gone for impartial lockdown in in us parts of the countries like new york is complete lockdown but uh, the other parts are impartial yeah, so i think i mean they're having partying on the beach <laughs> i really don't understand that country man uh, hmm. no but this uh, when it comes to social distancing in a country like ours with the 130 uh, you know lakh crore of people i think social distancing is important and uh, i think it has to be imposed so i i i i agree i mean that for 21 days uh, this is for the, because because we don't have we won't be able to handle so many patients 
at one go right. so i think that is why social distancing miraj you are in uh, if you have to ensure social distancing this in a country like india there's no other way than to impose a lockdown but the problem is when you do that what are the measures in place for the people who are going to be in lockdown for people who are in decent homes who have decent incomes who have decent stocks they're fine what about people who don't have all these luxuries who don't have homes who are homeless or who are like migrant workers are stranded all over the country right now what about people who don't have food to last two days what about people who lived on daily wages what are the measures in place for them states have done something center has done nothing modi announced in his speech he said 15000 crore for infrastructural health and everything which is great but what about the people because if you are keeping it for 3 3 uh, weeks after a week when people run out of food people run out of medicine they have to go to hospital what are they supposed to do they come out the police will beat them up because they are poor people nobody cares mm. and then because if they don't have those options they'll do something at the community level like people always do so they'll go in, in their communities they'll try to find a way out and that will only defeat the purpose of the social isolation manisha i think uh, if you listen to the who press conferences they've made it very clear that lockdown is one aspect of solving this issue and just one aspect alone there's a lot of stress on community outreach and the who doctors specifically say that you have to three things you have to ensure does your community know what this disease is are they aware of it are your health workers protected and do your health workers know how to deal with this i think simply shutting down is not is just really really small thing to do and what i do i mean i understand that a uh, you know modi government would have wanted to go under a lockdown because most countries have done it and i think it's just it's that first initial thing to do but i don't can. but he treated this like some sort of a you know i don't understand the need for this surprise element that he wanted to you know first he repeated three times raat ke 12 baje sun lo 12 baje aaj se matlab itna suspense kyun lakshman rekha and then why did you not give we we don't have to stun the virus into anything it's not pakistan i mean we didn't have to do this surgical strike on the virus we could have said look i'm going to give you two days in this there's going to be a moderate curfew but after two days there's going to be a total lockdown in these two days figure your shit out don't panic if you have to go from one place to the other please go whatever or basically give people time to prepare or even one day i didn't understand this surprise element that he had to throw in and as a result and the one basic thing like when you're announcing a lockdown the first thing you have to tell people is because in a sense nothing really changed everything will be available like immediately in yeah. fact before his speech had even finished people were making lines and reading shops and yeah. then he had to tweet that relax yeah. everything will be available and who are you tweeting to people are not on twitter I mean you should have said this people would have turned tuned into their radios and television channels to watch him and even I when I watched it even I was confused for like 20 minutes that okay are we going to because he specifically says lakshman rekha hai uh, and I also he said isko isko aap curfew hi samajh lo uh, no i was it was yeah very vague so, yeah. i was waiting for him to Clarify. speak about Clarify. essential services he and it didn't, didn't come out he didn't speak and and it doesn't make him hero out of it for the simple reasons that kerala had done it a day ago i mm. mean kerala is going you know different way mm. they had announced lockdown much before uh, modi announced it so modi i mean is trying to that bravado uh, sense of bravado is trying yeah, to yeah and i think that i mean that was the basic he could have, in a sense what he just did was simply gave us a deadline that till april 15th things will be you know the way they have been because in a sense nothing really has changed we were in a lockdown before that also so he could have at least specified this essential services remain and then i i'm i'm stunned at i mean someone who's a supposedly was a chai wala grew up in platforms re- rose from you know nowhere 
is so out of touch with how Indians live. You are announcing on Twitter. Don't panic. Like, who's on Twitter? Who's <laughs> reading on Twitter? The people who are already in their homes. Hmm. Those no, are the ones on Twitter. expecting the media to yeah. pick it up and yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, but I do think there is a sense of theatre rather than real practice. Like uh, the New Zealand uh, PM's press conference, I thought was really matter of fact and and chilled. I mean. There is a sense of theatre in in what he does, Sir, and there was no need to do that. You see, Kerala here. Health Minister. I mean, the way yeah, she she's, yeah, every she's, day she gives a press conference, right? Very low profile, and they're handling situation so well. But also, there's this another aspect to it. Like this is true of Modi also, and this is true of like I wrote. This is true of a larger s- section of the Indian society that whenever they talk about. Uh, poor people it's usually in this language of sacrifice and charity mm-hmm. there's never they're not supposed to be entitled to anything they don't have any rights they're a charity case modi also hum civil society ke sath milke states ke sath milke aapka dhyan rakhenge how yeah. what I, do you I have i think that is one thing so rukmani if you could come in here there are two things that i want the panel to weigh in on one is that of course they say that it's a terrible time to uh, you know crisis like this is a time to say that now where are those people but i'm just curious that people who actually advocate free market libertarians i'm not just saying controlled free markets but hmm. we've got several mails from people of free market what does their model of the state do at a time like this because the free market will not take care of this in fact the free market will lead to riots right because you'd concentrate resources on those who can pay and the country as unequal as india that would so what does the libertarian philosophy or thought process actually prescribe for something like this i was just thinking the other day but importantly um, now uh, you know i know shekhar wrote a piece that journalists at the front line this is the time where you have to you know risk take risks and report i don't entirely agree with that i mean i i do believe that you can't compare us and madhu wrote about that you can't compare journalists to fogies or to you know health workers because when a fogi when my dad signed up he knew that he could be called up to get killed or kill one day but someone who has signed up and you know asked for a job that i will write on what happened in parliament or you know what is aam aadmi party versus bjp doing tomorrow such you might die i think it's a bit much it's not the same thing so and i don't think journalism is it need, it doesn't have to be a life threatening job while i understand that you have to go about a job because it is a pillar of democracy and all that I don't know. I I I think it, a, a bit too much is being expected from journalists, and if someone doesn't want to go out, then I guess it's fine. No, I think one. Rukmani, come in. Then we'll come to Raman. Uh, Rukmani, you want to weigh in on that? What What is your view on this? Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, one of the big stories that's unfolding right now is, of course, to, of migrant workers stuck all over the country. So that is something that you know I can immediately see a role for on the ground reporters, but at the same time, I would worry about. Uh, their health and safety in reporting on it but i see a number of reporters have um, you know found ways around putting themselves in public transport or public spaces they've managed to through various people get someone on the phone i spoke to someone you know on the phone from pune who then put me in touch with someone else someone else because many you know workers live in clusters so i do worry about a sense of uh, bravado you know uh, we in our not very distant past have had uh, Uh, journalists put themselves in uh, life threatening and in one case life taking risk in trying to cover um, you know the the naxal affected parts of the country for for you know they were sent in there without being equipped with the things that they needed so just as we need to 
you know we only need to ask of our healthcare workers i'd say as much as they can as it's fair to do given the protective equipment that they have similarly i think it's fair to ask a certain amount of journalists if they go in fully equipped and beyond that yes we have to find workarounds uh, you know you don't have to have your reporter standing in the middle of something to give you a sense of it we have to get beyond um, that as the only way of reporting as well right raman sir no i think that one needs to be sensible uh, among our profession uh, reporters but i also feel that we cannot sit in our houses and report because i i i sensible when i say we should use technology mm. to the health i mean as much as we can i think we are going to come up with some stories yes. uh, you know done outside delhi i mean and, and and still we have done the audio interviews and we are going to come out and we have first hand information yeah sure. first hand information but i would say that we should take all the precautions and reporters must hit the ground wherever there is a story So we are not. I'm not saying that jump into the you know slum and uh, you know stay with those guys. Hmm. And you just be sensible and report. Right. And and also, I mean, do not travel much. I mean, you need to think. Uh, you know, if say you want to, you want a story to be done, say from uh, say as far as Rampur, which is not very far from Delhi. But so you should find some stringer or some way of uh, right. you know reporting from there. so i think uh, no job no job at all should be life threatening i mean there are like you said exceptions i mean you are in the military it is a life threatening right. job but it shouldn't be unnecessarily life threatening hmm. same is true of journalism same is true of a sanitation worker who is going to clean your sewer it sure. shouldn't be a life threatening job right? right so i mean the best example like they say on the airplane dusro ki sahayata karne se pehle apni sahayata kare if you are co- under quarantine if say you got catch an infection you are under quarantine you can't do anything Hmm. so you're not helping anybody same with say doctors if they get infected i mean they they have to risk that they can't like sit back and say we won't get infected but if they get that is one of the problems with this thing if the doctors get uh, in infected Iran, in fact so many of the doctors died in my hometown three top doctors have quarantine because they came in contact with somebody and that is like in a place where you have only six seven doctors that is like so a crisis three of them are ill then that's a that crisis that is a crisis right so same with journalists i mean if everybody is laid off so who is going to give you the information but that said there are uh, situations where you don't have an option but to risk it it's a it's a war zone for example you are in kashmir sure. you have to cover a conflict same right now this is a national emergency i mean the threat is everywhere right you sometimes you have to go but make sure and this is also for the employers not the journalists themselves mm. to make sure they're properly equipped as much as they they are mm. like they have all the proper equipment they maintain all the hygiene the social distancing all the norms even after that something happens i mean you can't really do anything about it but first thing safety because only if you are safe then only you can report if you are not safe if you are sick how are you going to report in the first place hmm. and just saying this i mean this is like really i think insensitive to say this oh you get sick so there's two people waiting behind in your in the line and they'll get the job done hmm. i mean that's like what you're talking about the libertarianism right, right. so fine some people die the market will keep on going hmm. <laughs> I was pretty surprised by Shekhar Gupta's uh, video and uh, piece that he'd written because a he's the edi- he's the president of Editors Guild. What what did he what was the exact communication? Well, what he said was uh, he essentially he said that you know um, first he said no one's di- no one's going to die so don't worry. I mean in his video he at least says that you know people are worried you know some people have come and asked me what if we die but 
hey listen none of us will die why are you so sure that you won't <laughs> i mean and then he said what i didn't like was he said that if you do then well there will be someone else to do the story now i understand an impulse of an editor and owner to want to show to go on i know that we can't come to a standstill and you know you have to go on with what you're doing and i understand that impulse but saying that without then saying that hey this is how we're going to protect you this is how you need to protect yourself masks without the caveats of how you go about reporting i think it's very responsible to simply put out that hey a none of us will die and if we die there'll be someone else it's and you're the president of editors guild uh, you're the he's like the chief of editors guild so he should have been more careful in how he phrased that i do understand that journalists have to go out some of them have to, and i think aaj tak is doing a good job i saw some of their reporters with like really many, NDA, long mics yeah, and very so even ndtv is doing a good job there so on the ground fair yeah. enough send them but please send them and especially in india where you know even when we cover riots or stone pelting you ha- you will see an afp journalist with a helmet you'll see reuters journalist you know with a helmet and with the tear gas thing also indian journalists are just running around with nothing i mean if this is the mentality that you are dispensable there are two guys waiting behind you so i mean yeah so what i do think you care? i mean fair journalists should go out but it should have come with some sort of a uh, guideline on okay if you are going to go out you have to sanitize yourself in this way or like the piece that madhu wrote the 15 points that you should be following changing your clothes washing your hands making sure you don't touch the mics and all i think that's the least because not only are you is it a you know you could be putting yourself in trouble but if as a journalist you're going around meeting other people and you're asymptomatic you're also going to put a lot of other people in trouble no, i'm sure shekhar is not suggesting that you should not take precautions and then go hit the field but yes he should have Maybe said it he is not but if you do a piece uh, where you're are uh, you you being where you're not emphasizing enough on the safety yes. and you're simply leave. saying that the show uh, must go on uh, i think it's a bit callous uh, especially because indian journalists and indian media famously is very irresponsible when it comes to taking care of its own whether it's a riot situation whether it's okay also and no. another thing is like sorry most of the like reporters the overwhelming majority are young people so from all the data we have seen is they may be asymptomatic even if they, ca- yeah, they catch it they might but what if they come in contact with somebody who 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 can't survive it right okay so um a couple of things uh, one is i think um what other countries have done just a brief news update uh, uk has put aside 330 billion pounds i think right not pounds, dollars yeah. pounds uh, to provide as loans and you know i guess credit ex- extending credit to the to for corporations and companies and private companies to pay salaries because there's no services being rendered very few products are being used so i've been mean, just the entire demand side is is dead so people are not laid off so they have said don't lay people off but this is how we'll provide for it the us i think just now before we started uh, there was a live telecast coming on cnn their senate had passed 2.2 uh, trillion bill, uh, dollars ah, 2. trillion dollars and and this is going to go as direct um, you know 1300 dollars to each person so yeah i have uh, i'll just give out a little bit of yeah. data so there'll be 1200 dollars uh, for every american adult uh that's on top of the allowances every, they already get yeah every single adult and that's on top of the allowances they get like uh benefits and uh, pay and whatever this is like without any strings attached and then there's a 500 billion lending program for businesses cities and states and 367 billion for small businesses and there's 130 billion to hospitals and uh, for unemployment insurance i mean as is usually happens so there's a huge bailout for the there's a huge handout for the corporate 
elite also but right. at least they're doing something for the ordinary people also hmm. and the thing is they really don't have the money so the fed is printing money they're right? just printing money so, so i'm wondering why can't india do that i i don't know the inflation will probably go but maybe rukmani can tell us so rukmani what can india do and rukmani will have to leave in 10 minutes she has prior engagements so rukmani i mean do we have some sort of a data model for how bad our economic hit is going to be other than the public health hit what can we do so so it looks like at 1 o'clock uh, the finance minister is going to um, announce a package of some sort um, i think you know the expectation is a combination of the sort of things that you mentioned of helping businesses and some sort of individual level support so clearly the individual level support is, is appears literally life and death right now and that's really the you know that's really what what's occupying my mind a lot and the thing is i think it's also going to really occupy a large space in how we think about the public health response because see you know there are there are ideal things from a public health point of view to do which would be for example lock down this country for 21 days of this sort but it's not just that it creates like civil liberties or humanitarian issues it's going to have an actual rippling effect on people's health as well and honestly it's not something that we can retrofit now because even if we put uh, money in people's bank accounts and yes there is a big improvement in the number of people with bank accounts the actual operation remains really low uh, till last year's figures or two years ago the figures which i looked at was still that uh, less than half people half of the people with bank accounts had made a transaction within the last year so even if something even if some sort of income transfer is announced the odds of it making it to everyone are slim um you know pds it doesn't operate across states i really really worry about how we're going to retrofit any kind of individual level support now at the very least mass public feeding uh, while maintaining social distancing irrespective you know universal and irrespective of which state the person is from and mass uh, housing especially in night shelters just it just seems like something we have to do right now and just before you go um i'll come to the panel after rukmani is gone but some of the requests or rather orders i mean are these requests or orders that the government has done that you cannot fire people or you cannot evict people is there a law that they can actually make you follow i mean by what law can they force someone to keep someone hired i mean to the best of my knowledge there is no such law what what are you going to do i mean unless we are saying yeah, that yeah. dadagiri ek my prime minister bol raha hu karo bolo nahi karta kya kar loge yeah you know a lot of the legal basis for uh, many of the directions of the last over the last two days are not very clear i believe it's been done under the disaster management act but there's only uh, you know there's only limited legal uh, sort of enforceability of this and this is something that other countries are grappling with i've seen less of discussion over it uh, here uh you know even police enforcing curfew needs some sort of extra uh, legal sort of tying up which i'm not sure has happened here but in terms of hiring firing i mean with over 90% of workers in the unorganized sector it's moot it's you know they can they can even if it was law it's still not going to affect the vast majority of the country it actually made me think even the uh, janta curfew that one day one the vast majority of this country doesn't have a weekly off our average days of work are over 6 uh, days a week um so yeah i really you know just to circle back a little to what we were talking about earlier i don't envy the government the decisions it's had to make even something 
I don't uh, like that people weren't given time to plan and get home. But I understand that from an epidemiological and public health point of view, it just seemed impossible. If you tell people, okay, you have one day and then we're going to lock down, there will be mass movement. And that was going to widely spread the uh, virus. And that is a terrifying thought. So the same state capacity that's going to be very weak in uh, treating cases is also going to be very weak in delivering public welfare. So I don't envy the government these choices. I can't clearly say what I would do either. But but yeah, people are stranded right now. And, uh, you know, mass help seems absolutely essential. And before you go, do you have any recommendation for our listeners, a piece that they should read or an article or a podcast? Yes, so uh, I'm going to do one coronavirus-related recommendation only and the other two are not. I think, you know, there's a lot of scientific uh, information coming out, but uh, many people who who over the last week would have read a piece in the New York magazine called um, How the Coronavirus Could Take Over Your Body Before You Ever Feel It by Jeff Wise. I think a lot of writers would be envious of the way he's been able to make people really feel what the, what the disease feels like. So so for a terrifying read, that's where I'd go. Uh, my other two recommendations are for people who want to take their mind off things. So uh, for grown-ups, men and women, I would recommend reading anything Anuja Chauhan has ever written. I love it all. And for anyone with kids, I would recommend uh, reading to them um, the Amelia Bedelia series. I've been reading it to my kids and um, it, it's really charming and uh, you know you don't want to transmit your own worry all the time. Right. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate your joining us. Thank you for your work and thank you for the light that you have put on many data-related models and gives us much to think about and very balanced recommendations, I must say. Hope you join us again when we are not in lockdown. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye, Rukmani. All right. Now, uh, another thing that I want to touch upon and... Uh, Sorry, before we move on, I think back there I said every American will get a $1,200 check. That is the case. No, actually there are some limits. Adults, not children. Adults will get $1,200. If they're married, they'll get $2,400. Children will get $500. But there is a... Uh, that there's an income ceiling so huh. if you have $75,000 more than that okay, up to $99,000 there'll be 5000 so, but vast majority but, of people but the will people who really need it are taken care yes, of yes, so yes. even the Australian government is working on this thing subsidy hmm. on uh, salary the, the salary debt you get in the private sector so the government is going to subsidize this private sector now you know the thing is that I understand that we're a poor country. We probably don't have that kind of luxury of mm. digging into any sort of infrastructure or reserves to take care of such social spending. But I just think one of the things that this has taught us, and I guess there's a lesson in it for everyone, including me, that there is a, you know, you can't demonize someone so much that when you ask for their help, you look like a buffoon. Now, this is not the time for I think contradiction in in case any of you watched Times Now last night and you're wondering what I was doing there, just letting you know the update on that. I finally said that what is this thing that I have to sign that I'm going to abide by your rules. And so they said no one has ever asked for it. I said, well, I'm not going to sign the form unless I see what's in it. So they sent it to me finally. It says that I will not break the law. I will follow the rules of the land. I will follow the law. I will not defraud anyone. Like what the fuck? I was like, even if I would do this, what does it have to do with you? Your payment to news laundry. So anyway, I said, I guess I won't. I mean, you know, fine, I'll sign it. I mean, I guess this means that tomorrow if I get caught for some shit, they can stop payments. Uh. I'm guessing. So, but anyway, so that's what it was. So 
I was there. I, I said, you know, rather than having a daily nightly, and there was Sambit Patra there. There was Anand Ranganathan there. Who the have been? Who I've never agreed with. Who have been breaking rules all the time. So, no, but I said that you know, let's not take this opportunity to bash Sambit Patra on the head. Every night you should get people. Abhi, your time passing with me and Anand and all is very nice. But get people who have ideas on what can be done to deal with the public health crisis and deal with the economic crisis. Because we need ideas right now. We don't need people fighting that. Ek uh-huh. varai. We have done enough. I say no. We have not done enough. You know this tutu meme is hmm. pointless. And let's use prime Absolutely. time smartly. So I don't think it's a great time for confrontation like that. Absolutely. But I do think there is a time to say certain things, and this is that time that Prime Minister Modi and his cabinet have spent the last five years trivializing and demonizing civil society and NGOs. NGO wala. Tavleen Singh could not write a column without saying these NGO walas and jhola walas. Mm-hmm. Urban Naxals. NGO was a bad word. Call them. And there are enough so tweets were, about that. They were dubbed as Naxal. Today you Urban want Naxal. who to take care of the poor? NGOs and civil society. Because you fucking can't. You know, now, I know this is going against what I said. that, But what is a good time to say this? What is a good time? I haven't tweeted this purposely because I don't want unnecessarily to, you know, add to the noise. But what is a good time to say, dear PM, you spent five years not just trashing them in the rhetoric, but in... In in law, record amounts of notices were sent, and this is UP also to NGOs. The FCRA was cancelled; they were harassed, blacklisted. Like I said, bloody school alumni groups like mine were sent notices here, who have nothing to do with any politics. They just bloody host parties and do fuck all. Every single NGO was sent a notice. Okay, not every single, but an overwhelming majority who the powers that be didn't like. Now you want them to take care of the poor because you guys can't 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 fucking do that. So anyway, uh, writer, uh, listeners, please write in and tell me wh- when is a good time to say this. Is it five months from now, one year from now? But when? Uh, these questions should all, always be asked because if you don't hammer these points home every single day, this is what happens when the time comes and nobody is bothered. So I read an interesting article. You know, speaking of ideas, that <laughs> I mean, that'll be my recommendation. Also, podcast on on the World Bank had come up with. Uh, what bonds are they called? What are pandemic bonds? Pandemic. And when the time came to pay off those pandemic bonds to poor countries, they saying no, this doesn't qualify for the pandemic that <laughs> these are bought for. <laughs> so I think it's it's really interesting to see how the World Bank is a combination of the worst of the government bureaucracy and of a private limited insurance company that tries to you know it brings the <laughs> worst of both together. But and also, this has also shown this crisis has shown that. Unless you have your own indigenous manufacturing capacity for all these things, you're screwed. I mean, those ideas like which have been peddled for so long that it doesn't matter as long as in some corner of the world there's a factory that supplies no. stuff, and it'll be fine. Make, I mean, everybody is realizing that's not the case now. China is the manufacturing base of the world, and because they're shut yeah. down, the whole world is screwed. the raw material for medicines is not coming exactly. from China. So there's no capacity. So we are so not the a manufacturing country at all. First yes. thing after this ends, hopefully, I mean, start now. First, like, is the immediate relief. Look after the poor, look after the vulnerable. And once that starts, ramp up manufacturing capacity. India has always, for some reason, like, prized the service sector more, the IT services and the rest of it. But now it seems that that may not have been the also, this way is a, to go. Maybe a good time to do a adding up of all the the statues that are being built, the Sardar statue. This, the Central much, Vista plan. It's 20,000 crore Which is again there. going, I mean, why? So 22,000 crore. How many hospitals and what is the kind of public health safety net could you have created with all this kind of spending? And I don't know enough about this. Maybe someone here can tell me like, you know, we keep talking about Israel, Israel. How much 
has israel spent on big statues and these kind because of, I, i know that i mean that's what you know one of our teachers used to tell me that the big difference in israel and india we both became nations at around the same time 47 48 and while here when we became independent everyone from nehru to everyone moved into the houses vacated by the white subs yeah. there the parliament was held in tents but the children sat in buildings you know meetings were held in tambus that they put out but hospitals were put up in the buildings that were left whereas ours they said pehle hum reh le acche baaki kahan honge baad mein dekhenge so does israel erect these kind of statues for uh, you know their what was i keep forgetting his name the, the ben gurion yeah ben gurion and and do they have like 5000 i think more jewish stuff? symbolism i don't know if they do it for politicians I mean, but i think they they, they, they would do it more wall, for them I mean, they have done horrible things but i don't think they have they have like museums which are needed like yeah, for the holocaust I, i don't think memorial. they spend their money on this they spend it on stuff that can take care of yeah. the public in the middle of all this the announcement that they've uh, you know approved the land holdings for the 20 20 crore project or 20000 crore it's insane and fact, i we have a we have a no, uh nl sena project for this basically uh, mr modi wants to latians delhi should now be called modi's delhi i guess that's that's the whole idea otherwise why would you want to do that whole bit from delhi north south block to india gate yeah. like what the fuck there's enough to it's do in delhi needed. we have on 20 so crore clearly it will no longer be called latians delhi i think that is the basic idea i think that is why he's doing it but after corona hits for you to go ahead with that doesn't make sense i think the uh, no, alpana I, kishore did that uh, uh, that beautiful two uh, part article for us yeah. so basically the idea is this is the elite i mean this happens every time this happens is happening now also mm. how the elite is basically squeezing the ordinary people out of the the last few open spaces that are in delhi so yeah. modi wants a house on rajpath Hmm. He already has like a half of Delhi to himself. Hmm. Why does he want more of it? See, so this idea of this recreating this whole thing is just that that this is our space. We are the lords and masters of this so universe. We, so you can go wherever. We're going to have a very detailed report on this. It's an NL Sena project. You go to newslaundry. dot com, click on the subscribe button, and your NL Sena project will come up. And we are just collecting. I think this whole art piece report will take about one lakh ninety thousand. We have a, two people already working on hmm. this. So do contribute. We'd like to take this, you know, report out as soon as possible because it's relevant right now. Because mm. reports like this could kind of have a ripple effect of some kind of people expecting them to go back on this. I mean, no point this coming up like eight months later when construction has started. I think also with this piece we could compare the money being used on. If that money was to be spent on Corona yes. infrastructure, like what, hospital what beds, no, uh, isolation okay. centers, uh, stuff no, like that. Whatever we have spent on health sector, you know, since Independence days. reflects our infrastructure i mean um, mehraj in his uh, pc he has mentioned that 1% of the budget is uh, you know for the 1% health. of the gdp, GDP. just over ah, a percent of the, the GDP. gdp yeah now see the infrastructure this is i'm quoting directly from the government uh, you know data 337618 total isolation beds available for 130 crore people Thirty-seven thousand six hundred and eighteen total ICU beds nine thousand five hundred and twelve. I'm giving you all India figure, okay? And for how many people? Nine thousand <laughs> for, for the whole crore. population. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. For one thirty nine thousand nine thousand five hundred twelve total ICU beds. These are obviously the public health care. Ah. Yeah, ha, public health hospitals. Yeah, ah. and then eight thousand four hundred and thirty-two numbers of ventilators for one thirty crore. 
and so this these... after you see this then you find why why they should go for the total lockdown because they just can't handle it they can't they can't handle it and and icmr study uh you know the latest they have done one mathematical calculation of uh, the four metros delhi bombay chennai and uh, the kolkata so in delhi almost the same figure for each metro so they say that in delhi if uh, all precautions that the government is taking lockdown if it works so the next two year projection is that there will be 2 lakh uh, symptomatic uh, patients Cases. in delhi 2 lakh and out of 2 lakh 80% of them will get cured and 10000 of them will be admitted in the hospitals in 2 years time and in worst scenario 95 lakh people uh, will be sim- symptomatic uh, patients and uh, out of that uh, 5% of them are going to be in the hospital and this is true for each metro and also sir the so then i, I mean to... i guess we have to turn stadiums into hospitals what else they, we have already turned schools into uh, hospitals so there are di- from different areas the schools have we, have been chosen for this corona and already they have been converted into hospitals from rukmini's piece i'm quoting uh, she she points out that bihar has one government hospital bed for every 1 lakh people and goa has 20 hospital beds uh, in comparison and even if you get ventilators and everything we have like for example a state like chatisgarh has 71% vacancy for specialists at district hospitals so one more problem is that even if we get the you infrastructure have, we need who's going to operate them and there right. is no time and you need specialized people, people to no. operate them and i just one thing i feel that i don't know if it's just a question of us being a poor country and not doing enough for maybe people you know daily wage laborers or migrants because on 26 march indian government organized a air india got a private chartered plane to fly back israeli tourists they were provided with kosher meals and they were taken back and there was a special arrangement made for these tourists stuck here and i mean this is when the nativist in me takes over <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know like the italian tourists who were here they were sent to medanta the best facility they've all been treated and cured and most of them are uh, you know they they're going to go back home you would not i mean indians don't have that access to facilities that a lot of foreigners have got here and i'm sure like if an indian was stuck in italy I don't think we'd be treated in the way no, that also, we have. Also, you know, when I was coming, uh, coming to office, Naresh, our colleague, he was telling me, he's saying, all these people who are walking home to UP and Bihar, why can't I understand the trains are shut, the buses are shut? Why can't the government say we'll uh, get the army or the police or the CRPF use their vehicles to transport these people or, under or quarantine conditions? What uh, is the problem with that? Transport. We can do that. They're all empty yeah. now. No one's. or um, open up the bihar bhavan i mean i'm sure it's empty right now there's no one there all these bihar bhavan andhra bhavans all these bhavans exactly. that are in central delhi all these all these bhavans are becoming very fancy places now and even the food and everything and they are and you get it uh, you know on a premium i think so it's not just so if you go to gujarat bhavan now the thali costs you 600 rupees <laughs> i think it's not just about us being poor i do think we don't value our own people and our own lives yes. i don't know if in south america for example i think i think there are other nations who kind of value themselves more than we do the, i mean india's i do think that indians don't value india's spending on people is abysmal so it's i mean there's the that is also part of it the poverty is also part of it but when you see the same kind of facilities so the numbers you quoted the bulk of them will be in metros in cities imagine course, you are in a in the villages you have exactly nothing. imagine you are in a village in bihar or up or somewhere else and you get sick 
the nearest icu bed will be i, I think yeah. 300 kilometers so how are you going to get that especially in a lockdown in delhi the public uh, health facility we have done a story in patriot you have uh, for the entire population of delhi you have just 252 odd uh, icu beds that's it right and you look at uh, the some of the pictures that are coming out of doctors who are treating or who are in hospitals like the the suits that they are wearing they really don't look like they're protective suits they don't look like yeah. hazmat i mean it just looks really flimsily done so, polythene kind of yeah because part. there is an even when like the who issued guidelines asking them to keep these things ready they didn't they announced a, an export ban but they didn't do anything until i think march 18 or 16 or march 9 i think exports were still happening this uh, personal protective equipment it's called no i here i would also point out uh, you know the real preparation uh, you know when when did they wake up okay there's a uh, february 29th in india had four cases right and in march by march 15th we had 112 cases and from march 15th to till yesterday we had the number increased to 538 So see so the, the rate of at which they're going up. Yeah. Ha. Huh. So the so also. so I I have figures. I have seen that uh, during uh, from uh, say March third to March fifteenth, we did not have much, uh, uh, you know, checking at the airport. So so many many uh, you know symptomatic patients they 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 slip through the cracks. We have a couple of emails, but before I go on to the emails, just want to ask. Five minutes where you were supposed to stand and clap, or ghanti bajao, thali bajao, kali oh, bajao. Oh, karo na go. So, what did you do for those five minutes? Well, I made some videos and sent to the <laughs> office. Acha, you That's were out there making videos of those who was. Yes. What did you do, Miraj? I was uh, running our live blog. <laughs> You running the live blog? blog. The We live had device. a blog up on. I was watching website. Rahul Chef Shankar, who was doing a ground report from India Gate. On an empty street, he's like, "Look at these dramatic scenes," and there's nothing happening. It's an empty road. No, <laughs> there's nothing dramatic happening. <laughs> so, no, but he was saying that the sirens that were coming were actually part of the celebration. No, you know, the thing <laughs> is that I, I think we are entering an age where it's becoming increasingly hard to separate the non-political from the political. Mm. So, my colony, about twenty percent people came out to their balconies and bashed their whatever tali and whatever. So I was quite impressed with my colony. Otherwise, I'm not always so impressed. The colony next door was 80 percent. Everyone was out, ta ta ta, digitist. So on the group, you know, many WhatsApp groups, and one to WhatsApp groups have become so active during this lockdown. People have nothing to do that. <laughs> fucking keep posting. Nothing to do unless you have something of consequence to say. Don't fucking post, because every group goes off. Four to our news laundry group are luckily these are responsible groups. <laughs> you know, those alumni group, a football group. So this football group is we have a rule: nothing political. Because we get together to play, ये झगड़े लड़ाई, फिर you know it just gets ugly. So only there either you crack football jokes or you schedule the time that match at such and such time everyone land up or whoever. So of course no one's playing. So someone by mistake was posted. What wonderful scenes! I hope you guys are looking out of your balcony to see how a country comes together. Then someone said, seriously, is that what you're doing right now? You're throwing us. You've you're thrown out of our team. <laughs> So what? I was like, "What the fuck?" So then, then I said, "I said, you know, we don't really get political on this group, but since we've got there, I neither endorse nor participate in foolish symbolism that has very little to do with solutions." So then, after that, another comment came. Another comment came. 
देन ऑफकोर्स फाइनली लड़ाई झगड़े के बाद ओके गाइज लेट्स गेट बैक टू नो पोलिटिकल पोस्ट ऑन दिस ग्रुप एवरी वन विड ड्रू द पोस्ट सॉरी सॉरी डिलीट 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 वील ओनली टॉक अबाउट फुटबॉल बट इज इट बिकमिंग इंक्रीजिंगली हार्ड टू रिमेन ए पोलिटिकल ओके यू नॉट हैव ए पोलिटिकल बट टू नॉट डिस्कस पॉलिटिक्स लाइक समथिंग लाइक दिस फॉर एग्जाम्पल आई जस्ट फाइंड इट ओफेंसिव यू नो घंटी बजाओ ताली बजाओ ये मतलब झंड क्या कर लिया यार आपने और ऊपर से लोगों ने क्या किया पीलीभीत के डीएम ने पूरी जलूसी निकाल दिया <laughs> लोगों ने गरबा कर दिया एंड द सेकेंड टाइम व्हेन यू केम आउट दिस इज व्हाई आई थिंक मोदी इज नॉट रियली अ लीडर ही इज अ फॉलोअर हु हैज बीन पुट इन एन एग्जॉल्टेड पोजीशन अ लीडर वुड से दैट इज नॉट व्हाट आई मैन डोंट डू दैट अगेन ही डजेंट हैव द गट्स टू एड्रेस सम शिट दैट्स हैपेंड बिकॉज दैट इज हिज बेस ही डजेंट हैव द गट्स टू टेल देम नो डूड ऑन दिस आई विल से इवन ट्रंप हैज मोर गट्स या Yeah he's hmm. reluctant but sometimes when push comes to shove he says dude you can't do this i i don't endorse this he will specifically you know point this guy i thought when he'd come he'd say maine aapko appeal diya aap desh ke zyada tar logon ne bahut acha follow kiya kuch gadhon ne of course he won't say gadhon but kuch log apni utsukta or whatever apni excitement hmm. mein ye galat hai aise nahi karna chahiye he did not even address no, that it happened he didn't even address hmm. that these are the exact same points i made in my piece right the piece i showed up yesterday uh-huh. exact same things and why this happens is because there's this like the brahmanical sensibility which has passed on from for 2000 years that you use this idea of selfless service that if you work you're not supposed to expect benefits from it you do it because you are supposed to do it because this is what you've been destined to do and these are the people like you said these are his supporters these are his base they for their world view they get their validation from his political ascendancy and he in turn gets validation the because these people have the political and cultural capital and economic capital so they create public opinion in favor of this and in this country obviously and more and more in a democracy especially political opinion consensus is what gives you authority and that's where his authority rests and the same people like you said statues why are statues being built to massage the vanity of these people the cultural and national vanities of these people two things like i think i i really expected and i maybe i was naive i really thought that the prime minister and the media that's favorable to the prime minister would at least in the face of coronavirus would stop doing what they've been doing because it's really big it's it, it could really fundamentally change our country right. if it hits us the way it is but you have like you said the prime minister not even i mean he's just unable to see anything beyond his own you know image making and then you have television channels like till now i was it was so disturb like you have a ramdev coming on a channel and navikas talking to her baba ji aapki theories kya hain bataiye and he's showing you how to do yoga and then she's like acha kuch log ke sochte hain yoga mazhab ke khilaf hai un logon ke bare mein aap kya sochte hain aur shaheen bag i mean are you still going to stick to this sort of narrative with the corona the- i mean now's the time to just shed it yeah and fight this and then fine go back to your communal nonsense but it's as if they are incapable of doing anything else i think the incapable. modi i think modi is running the narrative for all these television channels uh, because on that day on sunday so we had i had seen all kinds of gurus sat gurus and and uh, you know this uh, ramdev ramdev you know guru, uh, interviews uh, all kind of gurus and i was very surprised even ndtv fell for uh, you know sat guru i mean they they were also asking him ki what precautions we should take 
I mean, no. What are your theories? And one of and Sadhguru in India today he goes on to say that oh, the virus is actually likes us. He wants to stay in our body, so he will also be disappointed if we die. Why no, no. See, what is what is important that on Sunday when uh, it was Janta curfew, the entire TV narrative was Babalo. driven by the no, no was driven was very well planned and driven by the government Achha. by Modi. I mean, they they set the narrative for all these TV channels. Right. I mean, if Event management. मतलब वो screenplay देते हैं कि ये screenplay अब ये follow करना ये floor manager है। If manage, if event management, headline management is your core competence, it doesn't usually reconcile with the minutia of policy. And what I find interesting is with Modi saying Navratra will be like you take care of nine families each of you. He is channeling his inner Sadguru. I mean that's the same language. No, and also one place you are saying Lakshman Rekha. So how am I going to find these nine people? <laughs> Either you say, "Boy, I am setting up a fund. Please, everyone, donate to this. I will give. Have something concrete." But this is I mean, this brings me back to the same thing that I have said in earlier podcast. It is a very desi thing of talking generalities, mm. and I had given the example of all the signs that I have encountered while driving around the country. Be careful. Watch out for oncoming traffic. Don't fall asleep. What the fuck, yeah? Of course, I'm going to watch out for. I'm not, I'm not going to be really <laughs> staring. You know, whereas if you go to the US, maintain. Two feet from this wall. Ensure at this point do act. You know it's very specific your instruction. Here, even when you were a child, you were going to get milk out. ध्यान से जाना. नहीं जी मैं तो ध्यान से नहीं जाऊँगा. मतलब what does that instruct? That is the fucking nothing instruction. And there is the there are these signs also no which says speed kills and speed thrills ah, or something like that. that kills. <laughs> so couple of emails. This email is from a former subscriber. We don't usually take former subscriber emails. We take active subscriber emails, but. I've made an exception because I guess at some level he has a good reason for not subscribing anymore. Although I, I am not quite convinced. But nevertheless, dear News Laundry, I was a subscriber, but I no longer live in India, so I've taken to supporting independent journalism where I live. This will be a brief email. I keep hearing Abhinandan and other panelists saying this is chilling, or this is disturbing, or this is dismaying, repeatedly. What changes after these statements? I've been hearing this for decades now, and I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Modi's speech told me one thing in chilling clarity Indians are on their own the government may as well not exist for the vast majority of Indians every action for the government is ham-fisted and displays utter incompetence they can conjure up the cash for a needless statue but can't provide libraries decent schools or proper sanitation all things that will pay rich dividends in the future how do you have faith in the future of India As for the near future, I expect to see disaster in India with thousands dead because of the government's incompetence and stupidity, and the stubbornness of citizens. Regards, a former subscriber. Okay, on that <laughs> rather <laughs> dismal note, you know, I I think uh, change happens. It may not happen as fast. It has happened in my lifetime. I mean, just our expectations from democracy. I see the difference between my grandmother and me, my mother and me, my father and me. So things change. Your expectations from democracy changes. Even the fact that you were asking these questions, which earlier generations didn't ask, that is a change. You know, impatience is a change. So I, I'm a little more optimistic. But yeah, it can be exasperating and and painfully slow. Anyone else has any? Think to weigh in on that. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, or don't? I Mehraj? think my whole article is. This is basically a summation of my whole article yesterday. So <laughs> I have nothing I left to say. I, so these days suffer from like irrational hope. Like part of me thinks that India will not happen, or weather will save us, or just Corona will just go. And then part of me is just bleak. I think this is we're going to be in a police state, and all of us will be dead in 
like tense and there'll be yeah, you have rights. a theory that uh, modi will use this to come down like well, nothing else there's a lot of pieces that have been done on this and there's one in the atlantic recently that talked about how the world over a uh, pandemics are great a pandemic and a fear a paranoia is a great time for people with authoritarian or dictatorial tendencies to make use of and then Manu, really mm. manoj joseph bolo manoj joseph wrote something around this no 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 manoj joseph to advocated he said that this is a good time to you yeah, know take saying, that this is a good time to yeah, take but, civil liberty but like for example in israel um netanyahu there was supposed to be a, a you know an inquiry on him and he just disbanded his that inquiry uh, that is that, almost a coup yeah, <laughs> what so he did who did netanyahu in israel so right i do think like a fear of a paranoia and fear like this can you can use it in a prolonged way to then constantly control your citizens with you know so a wonderful producer aditya just pointed out an article about an app that the government plans to use to track the virus so while it's tracking the virus it can track a lot of other things it's track the virus how exactly so i guess it contact tracing now if i met you then before that so oh, if that yeah. app is there it knows which which are the two sim cards that are in close contact but so, the problem in india is people who are in contact or who came from outside they're hiding they're not revealing their histories yeah but that if they can track your sim card then they know where you are hiding who you met who you touched in punjab my friend who's part of the uh, health secretary is leading the team mm. and he's an is officer he's part of it so he told me 40000 punjabis had come in the past yeah. 15 he told me about 5 days ago mm. okay 5 6 days ago 40000 of them and they are hunting for those 40000 punjabis who had come from uh, you know overseas. abroad yeah, overseas they, in fact, and and in punjab because i have i have gone there quite often so i have seen this tendency people hide their diseases if you are suffering from diabetes they don't want to announce it to the world i mean small small things they don't they don't they hide everything acha ha i guess but this what you're saying it led to violence actually because the cops went to get these people out because they have to be quarantined and the women of the house are coming and jumping up the cops and you know sarkar to jitni buri hai hamari janta bhi matlab wahi you know but i don't blame the janta i mean sir i do think that if i had only access to the media that we do today mm. like the hindi news channels and whatsapp and facebook and i had very little you know uh, in terms of investments in terms of education or public service announcements from the government i would also be as paranoid as as irrational as a lot of our citizens are there's just simply and this is why i i would recommend right away that there are two press conferences by the who doctors where they repeatedly say that you have to ha- this cannot be fought without bringing communities on board you have to educate the community you have to bring them on board you have to explain to them i'm sure a lot of people still don't know what coronavirus is and it's not their fault tvs of media has not done a good job of explaining to us what it is government has not issued enough public service announcements in fact i think like again to go back to the government's elitism you have anurag thakur put up a video of saurav ganguly speaking in english you must wash your hands you must do this and he's like must watch video i was like you're putting this on twitter but i know this a lot of people on twitter know this why don't you put it on dd and air in bengali you know and immediately followed by हाथ के गद्दारों को धो डालो सालों को बिकॉज़ यू नो दैट यू आर नॉट फॉर दैट काइंड दैट काइंड ऑफ स्लोगन द पीपल लिसन ऑल दैट वी डन इनफ टू एजुकेट पीपल ऑन व्हाट दिस डिजीज इज नॉट एट ऑल इफ द पीपल हु यू आर ब्रिंगिंग ऑन टीवी टू एजुकेट इज सद्गुरु एंड रामदेव आई मीन व्हाट कैन बट इन जस्ट न्यूज़ जस्ट इन अ बंगाल मैन वाज आउट टू बाय मिल्क What are you saying? Yeah. So he was declared brought dead by the hospital. What the hell? So yeah, so they said okay, fuck that. We 
fuck corona beating you up i mean we'll just beat you to death <sighs> So this is, I think this is why I I I keep saying this again and again. I have zero respect for the police. I think that police in India is the most vile institutions. So I don't no, want more people I again. No, I think uh, today we came from Noida, which was difficult. Mm. Delhi and they were very polite. Mm. They were just checking the eye card. Huh? So so I no, no were, I'm not saying that there were two check uh, check posts. So in two. I mean, Yeah, even when I came to office, uh-huh. no one stopped me and said, "Abey, there are me to repeat them." But I'm just saying, as an institution, their accountability is—I mean, I, I think the army is guilty of a lot of excesses in various parts of the country. And uh, although in Kashmir, it's by and large the—it's—it's it's the CRPF and others, BSF, right? And the army is less deployed. Who's who's more in, in numbers? In the cities, army, it's army, uh, army is also there. No, but not in the cities. Not in like Srinagar, uh, yeah, yeah. but they have like Along a huge the cantonment. They're but not deployed on the streets. Now I said there are a lot of uniforms that are guilty of excesses, but I have seen some sort of action taken, which has led to repercussions in people's careers. The police does on a daily basis, man. I don't see any any shit happening here. You know, I think the way the police has behaved behaved always mm. is one of the reason this vigilantism has become so 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 sca- scary. Yesterday I saw a video in I, I don't remember exactly where it was from somewhere in the Hindi belt. This one young guy his face masked with a lathi goes around and throws the Over- radies. Yes, I saw him overturning radies. I saw that. Overturning and radies. And he saw when he he quickly ran off when some regular truck was coming. He saw it and he Then he started scampering off. It yeah. is not because any police came. You are just scared of another hood. Exactly, and also because this is one person, and there were like several people around. Nobody touched him. Why? Because he must be a little well yeah. off than them. He must be a But, higher caste person. Yeah. And these people were just standing there, scared, yeah, women. scared. And he was life. just uploading. That was horrible. I was just discussing with Manisha that in my colony there's some really good cases of you know the community getting together to take care of the elderly, the aged. I just bring out the worst and best in people. So, and uh, she said, "Abhi to third day new hai. Let's see for my third week." No, also, <laughs> I mean, if there is, if there is accountability, like people say, there's this policeman who beat them up. Mm. On publicly, government announces we are doing this, we are taking yeah. this action on TV, on radio, and everywhere. Then when it comes to pass a punishment, we not we know about it exactly. And then it, it becomes sort of a deterrence. If nothing happens, and another policeman will think, oh, and also you can't beat people up, na? You like, can't. I mean, civilized. I mean, I'd say even if someone's out or doing, a, I mean, they don't know in better. Like, if somebody is committing a crime, arrest them, detain them, take them wherever. You don't beat up people. And then you have that freak uh, KCR from uh, yeah, Telangana who said we will issue shooter site orders. Shooter site orders. <laughs> I don't know. How? A CM. CM is. This is what I'm is saying. I think this pandemic the, could I mean, fundamentally com- change. It comes down to the whole. I, uh, the, it come, what it comes down to is that in this country, if you are a poor, your life has basically Okay, think about it. I already think know one. Can we start with me? No, but first <laughs> let me do a few mails. You have to come not one with five. That <laughs> see, this good has happened. I mean, we are not. It may sound macabre that in something like this, but we have to leave our audience with some hope. Okay. So this email is from Mahendra Verma. It's a three-line AM email. In times like this, maybe you could start a Discord server and build an online community. Could be better than WhatsApp groups you are doing right now. 
Mahendra, well, we've just moved to Discord for internally our meetings to conduct them virtually. Maybe we should do one on uh, subscribers also. I, I guess it, it probably doesn't have a limit of how many people can join, right? We'll figure that out. Thank you for that recommendation, Mahendra. Then Tariq says, Hi, I hope my letter finds everyone well, safe and sound. I can't thank enough of the crew of News Laundry who are out there fighting on every front to bring the news we don't deserve and ensuing and ensuring the insane country there is some has some sane news. I write this letter with a lot of anger and sadness and, and I said to myself that Abhinandan is the perfect person to understand. Okay, is it because I'm always angry or because I'm always sad? I suppose angry is... Angry. <laughs> angry. Okay. In the aftermath of COVID-19 outbreak, the thing that made the most sense is how underwhelmingly and hopelessly unprepared we are to cope with anything out of our comfort zone. And I'm not even counting the government in this discussion. I always knew Modi and his entire cabinet don't have an ounce of knowledge to understand the gravitas of social welfare and public infrastructure. So with an outbreak, I wasn't surprised with lackluster preparation. Particularly on airline services and the uncertainty of upcoming air travel is something I faced recently. As I was looking to cancel reschedule my ticket booking on Air India, I found the entire setup of farce and harassment to the general public. Since this was an unprecedented situation, MMT was not taking any responsibility for cancelling the tickets and Air India removed its provision to cancel or reschedule flights. Mm. For any kind of ticket change, one had to call customer care, which needed 15 dials to get connected with an additional one hour of the waiting period. Clubbed with multiple calls and coordination with MMT to get your money refunded, I end up, ended up spending eight hours on phone calls. The icing on the cake was mismanagement. For every call I made, the executive gave me a different amount as part of cancellation. There could have been so many ways to ease customer pain. Call center executives certain tweaks as in web application and yet from Arena to MMT, all of them just did not have in them to fix an issue when the shit hit the fan. As all this was happening, I watched Civil Aviation Minister gloat over supporting the harsh punishment of one of the customers. Yes, during this, Hardeep Puri in Parliament said that I'm glad that Kunal Kamra. Kunal Kamra, yeah. I'm really shocked at him, yeah, mm. dude. Let it go, man. I mean, free punishment. To talk about in Parliament? Anyway. So, um, and later didn't meet the eyes of the government's lapdog. I pity myself that despite 44 European, two North American, two Oceanic countries, I was cursed to be born here. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> wow. He's really angry. A long time back, Abhinandan raised a very potent point that us Indians are, and he's used an expletive, <laughs> pardon my language, and there is very little morality and ethics left in us. No matter how technologically advanced we are, our basic instinct to screw people over a drop of a hat won't go. We will forever be struggling to be a well-governed country as we, as Indians, offer very little to the society and others while we expect too much in return. I have enclosed a certain picture which someone forwarded me. And it's a picture of that 2000, you know, that joker saying, you know, when pandemonium breaks out, when he says, you guys kill them or you guys kill them. <clears throat> and joker says, I quote, see their morals, their code is a bad joke, dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you when the chips are down, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. So, yeah, which is why I think The Dark Knight was one of the best films I've ever seen because not just superhero action element, it had a message that was, you know, I mean, it was viable. It, it was, you know, comprehensible and possible. So, yeah. Yeah, and these two movies, Dark Knight and uh, Interstellar, I thought they were like very intellectually, very sound. And yes. Very 
philosophical in that way. Interstellar, so I could understand only what happened. I mean, it wasn't I so. Was I thought it wasn't so much about like, the science and the rest of it. It was too intellectual. <laughs> and I couldn't get it. No, I, I I thought it wasn't so much about the like the like the yeah, but it was yeah science of it and the rest of it, but the whole morality of what it means of, to yeah, be you know, human exactly. and everything. Exactly, and I thought I it's one of my favorite films, Interstellar. Man, I loved it. And that guy, wow. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, and then this last email. In fact, that scene when his, when he's watching the messages from his daughter, and she uh, has messaged, and she says, "You left here because you know time is passing much yeah. slower for him than it is for her." Uh, so you know she's an adult by now, and he's probably been just gone a few weeks or whatever it is. And uh, she says that you had said that you'll. I'm as old as you were when you left. So this would be a damn good time to get back, and that's such a moving scene. It was beautiful. Anyway, this mail is from Manjuri. Manjuri says, "Hi, News Laundry team. Thank you all for your hard work getting an accurate, getting us accurate information that we can trust. I'm a subscriber living in the Seattle area, which was the first epicenter of the coronavirus in the U.S. Hey, Manjuri, I hope you're well. Yeah, I read all about Seattle, man. Be well, be safe." Then Manjuri goes on to say, "Over the past week, I have been increasingly worried about the situation in India." It seemed from news reports back then that India was protecting itself well, and there were no cases of community transmission. Turns out that was because they weren't testing for it. Why? Because they hadn't detected any cases. Great logic. There is a huge data gap. The news articles are full of useless government oratory and barely have any numbers. The government does not give daily counts. India needs a website tracking the total numbers of positives plus number of negatives with a state-wise breakup like this, and which picks up data from here. So she's given the doh.wa.gov/emergency/coronavirus and the covidtracking.com/data. So I see journalists tweeting some numbers. I'm in four weeks of self-isolation and sense of community is more important than ever. The podcasts help, and if you can do more discussions with subscribers, it may be interesting too. Oh yeah, we should call all subscribers so from Manjari, different parts of the world who are self-isolating. And so Manjiri, in fact, um, just before we started recording this, I had a chat with Snigdha and and uh, Meghnath and Chitranshu. We are going to be doing a series of podcasts. We're going to start now. The audio quality will not be great because they'll all be recording on online, but with subscribers debating various issues, subscribers talking about. their area of expertise and we're also starting a new podcast nl versus nl that should be rolled out either next week or the week after that i think you know just having voices that agree with you disagree with you but at all times seem make the environment seem lively i think is important so we'll be doing a whole bunch of that in fact we're going to be starting a travel podcast yes that's right i repeat a travel podcast at times like this with rocky mayur and me it'll be called highway on my podcast So yeah that's coming up soon as well. Very unoriginal. <laughs> <laughs> so now coming back to you morose depressives give me five good things that have happened. One Let good me... thing was a video I saw since you we were bashing up the cops so much in uh, Gujarat uh, there were uh, some students from northeastern states mostly women who were being harassed by the landlord and they were being asked to leave they called the police and the cop came and he very sweetly spoke to them and said आप हमारे देश के नागरिक हो आपको कहीं जाने जरूरत नहीं है गिव दम इज नंबर एंड सेट दैट इफ एनी वन ट्रबल्स यू यू कॉल एस इमीडिएटली मैं यहाँ पे लोग छोड़ के जा रहा था ही रियली स्वीटली हैंडल्ड इट एंड वॉज वेरी आई मीन इट वॉज वेरी रीअश्योरिंग टू हियर एम टॉक टॉक लाइक दैट टू दिन पॉल्यूशन इज कम डाउन आई एम वंडरिंग इज इज दिस नेचर्स वे ऑफ सेंग सी नाउ गिव यू द बेस्ट स्प्रिंग एवर 
Another thing is this work from home system. I mean, a lot of people all over the world are realizing that they didn't need to go to office ever. Mm. So this is another thing. And uh, people now are waking up to even people who, I mean, normally wouldn't, are waking up to the need for public health care, public security and public safety nets. So that's one good thing. Another is that over the last 30, 40 years, especially how the economic structure, social structures have been sort of changed and our societies have become very atomized. and now that people are inside their homes they're talking to their families they're talking to their friends e- even if only on the phone so that sense of community that sense of family those things are sort of i mean for however little those things are sort of coming back so that's i think is another good thing okay raman sir what good things are happening <laughs> in your life but for this sorry for this to work i mean for people who aren't working online i think internet should be shut down for a bit Because they are then they the can yeah then they, no no not just that <laughs> then they can actually talk to like each other that's true what that's happens true. now is even if you are in the same house house two three people you don't talk to each other you are on your phones and your that doesn't happen to me my my family talks too much in okay. fact when we were sitting here <laughs> someone called up to share a thought <laughs> <laughs> I live in Noida normally it takes me one and a half hours to reach this place mm. my office today it took me twenty minutes <laughs> so. <laughs> 20 minutes because there was no traffic on the roads so roads are empty and uh, we have the press card so we were able to so ab ab drive pe le jao romantic drives this is the try yeah someone who loves driving someone who loves traveling so i think this is the right time so uh, how many how many uh, barricades did you come across i came or? across two barricades just two just i two. came across two and i like live very close i just by. two barricades i did not even come across one Not a single barricade like come. They were all on that side of the road, so I guess. Oh, I okay. So um. No, I had two barricades and. So other than traffic, sir. Uh, definitely air and uh, sec- third is. Uh, I think Delhi, the people as community, they have responded well. Well, yeah, I so agree, far. by and large. Uh-huh. So that's that's what I feel. I mean, I people are responsible. They are identifying themselves if they have come from abroad, mm. uh, in the localities that we have come from abroad, and we are, you know, self quarantine. We are doing so. So I think I think this is another positive side I've seen. So I mean, the weather, no doubt, the traffic is beautiful. Mm. Like five minutes, you're there. I think another thing that you've realized is that the sense of community that that you know WhatsApp groups are much maligned, but the kind of affinity they have, that you know. Someone said, "Dude, I'm, you know, stuck in Germany. My wife and kid are by themselves in Gurgaon. Can anyone hear?" Now, we've only met these people on the ground. 
many of these people some of them i know personally but other than that other than you played with them on the sunday you don't see them ever in life 50 people said okay i can look them up what do they need you know i'll go someone said they need medicine someone's father is stuck somewhere i think that community kind of feeling is great so i hope you know the news laundry can come up with a community like that that can actually watch out for each other and also for democracy i think it's important even though they're very small communities they they make a difference so that was something i was quite uh, impressed with especially at a time when government is failing in doing these yeah. things it's very important that the community steps up uh the second thing is that i have become a carom champion because i've had to cause the kids can't bloody go anywhere they all their training is that they can't <laughs> go for their piano class or football coaching so you have to entertain them in the mornings and evenings so you so i can kick anyone's ass in carom <laughs> so that's a new found talent that i've had i have started disliking dogs more because my building someone keeps now these dogs are uh, Uh, you know they 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 like i How see them how is that positive news by the way <laughs> yeah that's your right that's not sorry i withdraw that hey my positive news is that i've started hating something more than i used to earlier oh, i i think i realized you know we were talking the other day about how in various places they have included alcohol in like yeah, essential yeah. services so yesterday alcohol at night in essential uh, services in kerala they have right i think so ah. yesterday at night uh, there was this one guy in our colony who was like screaming throughout the night Oh, wow. So then we figured out he is somebody who's having withdrawal symptoms. Mm. So he was up all night. And so I did someone offer him a bottle from there? That's not positive, guys. What are you doing? Where no, no. I'm saying so. I mean, this should be looked at. I mean, these things are usually alcohol yeah. is bad, they and these things they dogs, are. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, people with mental health issues. Yeah, these things should also be like taken care of. Domestic abuse. To, you know, yeah. whatever. Speaking of mental yeah. health issues, Gayatri had pointed out. I tweeted the other day that basically this whole Big Boss. I mean, to an extent, it is a scripted drama, but to a certain extent. isolation like that leads to a psychological and social deterioration and i'm sure i don't know if any of you have ever gone on long treks which are like 14 day or 15 day in very difficult circumstances you'll see certain people's behavior change mm-hmm. who you thought were very different when you knew them in an urban setting you go with them on a you know uh, and you start uh, uh, yeah i mean around 18000 plus uh. trek where you know 14 days you're out there you see people's behavior change I think so the whole big boss experiment is actually it does make you deteriorate many people I think this will do the same to a lot of people in their homes so I tweeted that it'll be a nice time to observe the social media posts of people because just like the big boss deterioration in mental in psychological and social uh, you know social and psychological deterioration you'll see what people are all about what they really about so I think some people said that's very insensitive because some people have stresses they have financial stresses they have stresses at home and it's it's not nice to mock how they may and and social media is their only release and when they like went on social media you will judge them which is not a nice thing to do and i i get a point i, I guess for a lot of people social media is only when i mean i believe many of the monsters that have got created are because social media they found an audience for but they should they be, still be called out i mean if you're being an asshole especially our uh, great media celebrities Yeah. So I think anyway I mean, they don't need any more I mean yeah, they're all, so, always at it so yeah. But yeah the weather's great uh, I've suddenly discovered f- new friends like yeah people have just like I don't know if they got my number from somewhere <laughs> Hi I've been on the on you are you okay No j- yeah, yeah. I, I hope all well I'm saying hi who's this Oh I'm so and so I got your number from XYZ I was like I'm great otherwise then you know you have like 15 20 minute chat I've never spoken to this person <laughs> before It's nice, you know. It's just something, someone, somewhere, you know. So yeah, 
But again, at the end of the day, we should remember that these are privileges only some people Absolutely. have. Absolutely, there's a There's lot no of doubt. people out there who whose like basic problem right yeah. now is survival. Well, let's hope it doesn't get any worse. Although it probably will, but let's hope for the best. Let's, let's get hope the weather helps. Everyone's recommendations. Uh, let me start, sir, with you. Your recommendations. Ah, uh, there is when it comes to numbers, there's one good, uh, you know, corona piece. in very unexpected uh, newspaper which is business uh, hindu business line i'll just read out the headline from best to worst scenario india will need thousands of ventilators upgraded health infra to tackle virus so when it comes to numbers numbers that i have given also it was in this story a uh, story by maitri porecha published on march 24th and uh, i'm just i've just started watching sigmund freud Uh, there is a german series that has come on netflix so i've just seen two or three of them so i'm really liking it uh, so i think so you, so you aren't coping well with isolation <laughs> <laughs> okay next so yeah uh, two recommendations one is uh, an article in uh, caravan by vidya krishnan uh, it's headlined underlining uh, underlying conditions so it's basically lays out how this crisis the healthcare crisis we are facing right now it didn't happen overnight how it took decades to come to this point and it could have been very different but because of the political and economic choices that were made we have come to this crisis point and the other is our own story by uh, ayush and basant so we went to east delhi where the violence happened last month and there's this these couple of drains where a lot of bo- bodies of the victims were dumped so they have sort of retraced the steps of of those people who were killed and how they were killed how they were found it's a heartbreaking story and in these times especially when we are talking about community building how everyone has to come together these are the stories we should read and understand what's happening in this country and uh, of course this story is behind the paywall so please go to news laundry hit the subscribe button subscribe and then read this story Right, Manisha. So one recommendation from News Laundry uh, is a piece by Ayush who wrote about the Spanish flu that happened 100 years ago and the piece expressly talks about why it's important to have a free press and how controlling the narrative back then with a sort of a nationalist urge actually led to more deaths. And uh, the piece in Atlantic that I was talking about it's called The People in Charge See an Opportunity around the world rulers are using the pandemic as an excuse to grab more power and the public is going along with it. and the two who conferences that i had suggested and one more piece in the guardian uh, it takes a whole world to create a new virus not just china because now there's a lot of uh, conversations happening around you know the chinese eat food eating habits and how it's you know essentially landed the whole world in trouble so it's an interesting piece i really liked and if you look at the who conference there so they take questions from journalists and one journalist asks a doctor that which country do you think is performing the worst and the doctors say that we're not going to name and shame anyone we're in this together and we we can point you uh, at people who are doing well but if and if we want to have a strong conversation with the country we'll have it ourselves and we won't you know we we're not going to name and shame and i think this is kind of something nice we can learn from doctors and scientists where even in i mean it's very easy to give in to this sort of china bashing and i'm sure there's reasons for it also because they did suppress it initially but this kind of thing that they the community the science and medicine community kind of comes together when the world you know is attacked in the way that it is being now and there's a nice sense of community that you can you know emulate from them right so i have uh, three recommendations one is 
speaking of you know not blaming who refused to blame anyone well the doctor who got gets the prescription wrong yeah so this, this is one is, of the criticisms against this him this is a, a piece by samir saran <laughs> on orf yeah i'd like to read more about that from the and scientist and doc because how they had in the initial days got it completely wrong including saying that it doesn't spread from human to yeah, human yeah 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 they had got who had got the prescription wrong in fact that said it doesn't spread from human to human and basically this piece uh, talks about how the who really screwed up in the initial days so they also have mm. part of the blame and they refused to declare it as a pandemic is it is it stop. right that who earlier had said that it is not in the air it doesn't spread by air but they, now they have removed that uh, no they they have said that in one well i don't know who has said that but a particular cnbc had done the story ah uh-huh. that they have detected that even 17 days after that ship was evacuated there were parts of that virus were found in the air but whether it actually spreads by as one can't say so it's a different thing to say that in those conditions in that particular ship they found the virus in the air 17 days later but there is nothing to suggest that it, it has infected anybody okay. unless so, it's it's droplets from your mouth so that I you would lose. like to read some pieces by doctors or scientists on this because one of the chief uh, directors of who is this guy called michael j ryan who i think i mean he's at least he sounds really smart and he's at the forefront of fighting ebola polio in pakistan i'm wondering if i mean when you have a new virus takeover everything is hindsight i guess in hindsight you would always blame people for who sure. are figuring it out so I'm, i I'd, i'd like so to know more about how i think he was the WHO same person been. who said when something like this happens the first thing to do is just go there speed is essential huh. you will make mistakes yeah, in yeah. retrospect you'll see those he, were mistakes but like that attack. is the first yeah. thing yeah. speed 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. if you wait to be perfect you just ha- have no chance so, so this is one piece so or if in fact we should republish it so because we can take stuff from there yeah we can do it um the second one is um the one on npr on the pandemic <laughs> bonds it is tragic and comic at the same time that they had actually come up with a bond exactly for this and when this happens this actually you know i don't think the poor the idea is that the poor countries would get money and capitalism would fund that that you know just like death bonds who were there during the which went completely awry and if you, death bonds are basically when collateral debt obligations were being created during the peak of 2006 7 insanity they were picking up people's life insurance policies that you need money today your life insurance policy was 1 lakh i'll give 50000 today your policy i will be your beneficiary so if i would get like 100 people like that and i would make that into a bond and you could actually buy that bond also so i think capitalism can really do <laughs> grotesque things but this is a how the world bank you know got into the zone of chutia badwaya bada maza aaya there's But also the the pandemic response team that trump disbanded when he came to the white yes. house so it had one component was funding for like if some pandemic or something like similar happens in a poor country or a developing country so you could respond to mm. that because that was also disbanded and he so said it big deal respond. it won't come here but the thing is we are so interconnected everything comes back to <laughs> yeah he's we put up that video yesterday so now his i mean first he denied anything was wrong it was just mm. a flu and everything and all that now he has had to take steps and now his to, uh, like primary response when somebody questions journalist question him is like to insult them 
he has insulted three four people yeah, already yeah yeah i saw that oh, this one is a good nasty news, question though, you are a bad reporter bad journalist <laughs> yeah i saw that one good news though is that china has banned the wildlife markets so that's oh, good oh great chalo that's put good. an end to it and i think uh, there's so much commentary on chinese eating habits and by journalists like rahul kavan and all it's really you should watch this vox explainer i'll add that also to it which really explains well what this was all about like the markets and everything and uh, the other final recommendation is these two poems by sahil udhyanvi one is called taj mahal ah. and one is called noor jahan ki mazar pe and uh, they are both about opulent you know Uh, indulgent buildings like we spoke about that statues <laughs> statues <laughs> so uh, this i will just put give you two a few lines of this but do read the whole thing it says pehlu e shah mein ye dukh tare jamhoor ki qabr kitne gumgasht fasanon ka pata deti hai kitne khurez haqi haqayat se uthati hai naqab kitni kuchli hui janon ka pata deti hai kaise maghroor shahanshahon ki tasqee ke liye साल हाँ साल हसीनाओं के बाजार लगे कैसी बहकी हुई नजरों के तयुष के लिए सुर्ख महलों में जवान जिसमों के अंबार लगे सो याउंटलेट कहते ना जब चैलेंज करते गाउंटलेट तो आई वॉन्ट एन एन एल वर्सेज एन एल आई है होल आइडिया ऑफ यू कैन नॉट टच द लटिन होम्स और दिस इज अस्को फक इफ इट इज नॉट यूजफुल एंड टेकिंग टू मच स्पेस डिमोलिश इट पुट समथिंग एल्स अप सो many architects have argued with me that that is a really unexpected illiterate approach to architecture and buildings so i would i i'm not convinced so i'd like to do an nl versus nl to any of our wonderful accomplished people within news laundry or our subscribers a 20 minute discussion a debate in why do we have to you know hold these old monuments or not just monuments okay some monuments are feats of you know construction engineering fine keep those but like all of latians delhi is unesco like you can't demolish any of those bungalows like what is the big deal so yeah on that note please pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry if you're listening to us on any podcast platform like spotify or stitcher or itunes we have a website called newslaundry.com we have news reports we have podcasts we have video shows we have journalists we have wonderful professionals who are supported by the subscription that you pay for so go to newslaundry.com on the top right hand corner click on subscribe because we don't take advertising and at times like this we need the media we need journalists to be independent and they can only be independent they report to you and they'll only report to you if you pay them so pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served i'll leave you with this song enjoy your alone time your lock in period and i hope you guys discover something new and happy about yourself until next time bye bye thank you panel thank bye. you stay safe There's something wrong with the world today I don't know what it is Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way and God knows it ain't his It sure ain't no surprise News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.